Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. How are you doing tonight on this great and glorious 4th of July? We are here with a special guest, LSU D-line coach Jamar Kane. Coach, what's going on? How are you doing tonight? I'm good, man. Just enjoying this humidity out here. <laughs> Sweating my butt off. Hey, it's got that humidity out here in Louisiana, bro. I'm not used to it, but I'm getting used to it, though. A couple showers a day, I'll be good. I heard that. I heard that. Well, look, wait till you get out in camp in August. It's going to be get just as good, Coach. That's what everybody keeps telling me. <laughs> it gets Bruce. As someone who was a fat guy that played center at the FCS level, it's not fun. It's not fun at all. I, I'll tell you that right now. Uh, everybody do us a favor. Hit the like and share. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. Coach, I, I'm not going to ask you about any specific recruits uh, today, but uh, just anything that you can share with us. I mean, look, this has been a process. I'm sure – and the transition from you coming from Oklahoma uh, to LSU, uh, just a big day for you. What can you share with us and our listeners about today? Um, the biggest thing is we just got a great support staff, and I don't feel like I know everything. I just lean on the people who's around me, and that's Sherman, that's Corey, that's Bobby, that's JR, that's all those guys, you know, Will. Like, I just lean on those guys, and they tell me to go, I go, and if I don't know something, I'm not going to ask those guys questions, and they support me throughout this whole process, so – you know, I'm just I'm one of those guys that's going to use my resources no matter who where it's at in the building. And <laughs> I'm going to tap on all those resources, man. All those natural minerals, as people would say. You know right. what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm going to use those. Right. Well, well, Coach, I mean, you talk about the relationships and you talk about this being a process and utilizing the team. Uh, I, how much goes into a day-in, day-out recruiting in the SEC? I mean, is it – how much is it a 24-7 job from you just to recruit, not even this year's class, but classes down the road? I think you just got to have a plan. And from day one when I came in here, sat down with the recruiting department, and again, I keep saying these guys' names, but Sherman, Bobby, Mike, um, you know, all those guys, Corey, and we just all sat down and mapped out these kids and who we had targeted and how we are going to attack them. And once you put a plan on paper, 
then you can just go. And that's what we make sure we did from day one when I came in. Coach, you've, you've been at a lot of big places, Oklahoma being the last one, but a lot of huge places and a lot of coaches or a lot of places that you've coached. What is it that about LSU? You know, LSU's had a lot of success on the defensive line, defense in general. What is it about recruiting, though, for LSU that maybe is different than other places? Well, I think the biggest thing is you're, you're recruiting to a diverse city, you know, and people don't understand that. Um, when you come into Bat Baton Rouge for my first time, you're looking at, at an enrichment of diversity around this town. And that's something that a lot of these kids are interested in. And, uh, you know, that was easy, that, that's easy to, to sell. Um, it's a bigger city. Um, there's a lot more stuff to do. You always got New Orleans to sell down the street, whereas kids can go to, you know, obviously you got Essence Festival just now. That's for the older crowd. But, <laughs> right. Uh, you know, I, I would say Jazz Fest, but that's the older crowd too. But you have the Mardi Gras and different things where kids can get out and and be themselves in the community without being in a small town and people kind of like always look looking at them. But the biggest thing that I saw was this, it's a it's a multicultural city that it's easy to sell for a kid from different places in America. You know, Coach, it's interesting that you say that in Louisiana being its own culture in and of itself. Um, you saying you when you first came down here and you enriching your own self into the culture of LSU and Louisiana, how long did it take you to get that first po' boy, beignet, bowl of gumbo? How long did it take? Within six hours of landing <laughs> from the plane, uh, I landed. Uh, you know, somebody had pick, picked me up. We went to school. Um, walked around the office. They showed me my office. And then Miss Yael was like, you need to go to Mike Anderson's. We went to Mike Anderson's oh, yeah. and had a pole boy. So, like, that's just how, like, within six hours of landing, like, hey, I it, was in a race within there. Like, it, it's a tradition, Coach. You know, you got to get the pole boy. I, yeah, I think I went to bed by, like, 9 o'clock. I was so stuffed. Like, <laughs> so, I was, like, already, like, I'm, I'm, I'm in, dude. Like, I'm, I'm, in, I'm knee deep in here, man. I'm, I'm enjoying my time here. I'm enjoying the city. I'm enjoying what, what Louisiana has to offer for everybody. Like, I'm happy. I have no complaints. Coach, multiple head coaches and defensive coordinators have different philosophies of guys that they want to recruit. You know, you can do a 4-3, 3-4, shade. This guy could play 1-3-5, whatever it may be. Um, how much does it go in that you talking to the other parts of the coaching staff, like Brian Kelly, Matt House, on what you're focusing on the defensive line? And is it just like, are they just say, hey, coach, you're a great recruiter. Go find them and bring them in here. I just think it was the biggest thing, just having you know a diversity of of, of ideas within the, within the room, um, having guys that can play multiple positions, and just coming together and just having a talk. You know, the biggest thing is like you know you have your group of people that work that work for you, and just gotta have open lines of communication. That's where nothing right. ever gets crossed over. And if you got open lines of communication, then things are easy, and that's the biggest thing that that we have going on over there at Football Ops. Coach, you know I got to get to on the field. You got some dogs on that defensive line. Uh, yeah. Look, you, you got Jaquela Roy, Mason Smith, Ali Gay, B.J. Jolari, Tank Guillory. Uh, the list can continue to go on. Uh, Coach, just how talented do you believe this group is, and where can they go? Where Can they, can they supersede some expectations uh, than what they're already trying to achieve? Yeah, I mean, when I first when – I, when I came in here, I knew that the group was, ta was talented. You know, now I got to be able to put my fingerprint on it and put my, you know, my stamp on this on this group. And they've they've bought in right away with something new, with something fresh. I don't have all the answers. 
Um, so I just kind of leaned, leaned on those guys and what they were used to and trying to adjust to what, what I can do to their skill set. And it's, it, it's, it's been great. And I told all those guys when I first got here, like, we're, we're going to be great if we can do this thing together. You know, if you're going one direction, I'm going the other direction. It's not, it's not going to work. So, you know, make sure, you, again, communication. Make sure if there's something that I'm doing wrong, make sure you call me out on it. If you're doing something wrong, I'm going to call you out on it. But as long as we keep open lines of communication, because when you don't have communication, st- stuff like festers. You know what I mean? Right. And I don't want stuff to fester. And when, when it festers, that becomes res- resentment. And we didn't want that. So I just want those, hey, get it off your chest. Let's, <laughs> let's move on. I'm a big boy. We're going to be okay. Coach, we had Mike Jones Jr. on. He comes on with us. He joins us weekly. And he said in his SWAT team, he had a guy by the name of Quincy Wiggins that we all know. And he's just like, man, Quincy, ain't nobody supposed to be back that big and that fast. What can you tell us about Quincy Wiggins? Got a lot of tools. A lot of people have been wondering how his process is going. What could you tell us about him so far? He's doing a great job just developing. You know what I mean? And that's, again, he's young, developing. Great thing was he graduated early. He's the biggest human being that's like 18 years old. Like, he puts his hand on my head like this. I'm like, boy, you gonna put your wood, get your hand off my head. You know, <laughs> things like that. Like, <laughs> who do you think you are? You know what I mean? He's just a big old kid, but I love love the kid to death, man. And he's got some great mentors in that room with, uh, you know, and Ollie Gage, Quillen Roy, and Mason Smith, you know, even Savion Jones and, and Kai Wingo. You know, he's like the little brother in the room. Those guys are doing a great job of bringing him along. Like, and that's a good thing for, for, for me is – when guys invest back into the room, that helps you out a lot more as a coach. Well, that's what I was about to ask, Coach, is how big is that for him? I mean, you can do so many things, and you will do so many things, but when he has potential first-round picks ahead of him, I, I mean, that's got to be just a teaching moment in and of itself. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fine. Like, those – you know, again, you you see you see one, one guy doing it, and before I can correct somebody on something – the rest of the room is on, coming up to him and attacking it. You know what I mean? So I'm like, hold on, guys. I'm the coach. Like, let me do my job. But, I, but I, you know, I say that, but I, I enjoy it, though. I, mm-hmm. I, I enjoy the banter back and forth. I enjoy those guys buying into the room, buying into what, to what we're doing. That's just going to help us out on, on, the, on the back end. Because what happens is you get into these, 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 these SEC fights in these games, and now you got open conversation on the sideline, how to get things fixed, how to talk through it. And that just goes with communication again. Coach, I had an interesting stat from a buddy of mine out in Oklahoma, and he said that your defensive line last year was third in the country in sacks. Uh, that's that's huge. Is there a f- simple philosophy that you teach? If there's one thing that you could tell any young defensive lineman out there or any young recruit or player out there from you to see the success that we saw at Oklahoma a season ago, what would you say is that one thing you would tell every kid out there? Don't overthink it. Put the car and drive and go. That's it. You know, I mean, hmm. we can sit here and try to talk about a three-point turn and doing all this other stuff. You got to put the car in, in park, then go to drive and then go. Like, our biggest thing is just get off the ball. That's the biggest thing I tell my kids. And we're not going to teach you a lot. We're going to teach you a couple things, and, you, and we're going to perfect that thing to the, to, the, to the fullest. So I don't need to teach you 10 different moves. I teach you one, and you perfect it. There's plenty of guys in the Hall of Fame who had one, one move. You know, so why do I need to teach you 10 when, it, when one could work? Coach, where, uh, you know, with today's offense, I, I, I asked Coach Sloan this a couple of weeks ago, and from the offensive side of things, but when you have that many talented defensive linemen and the game's moving so quick and no huddle and teams want to do this, how crucial is it to get over the message and a plan game in and game out 
to your guys, hey, guys, on third and one, we're going to rotate like this. On third and long, we're going to rotate like this. How critical is that in a week to prepare? Um, it's not as hard as people think, think it is <laughs> because these kids are pretty smart. You know what I mean? And right. They already know. Like, you plan this the, the rotation and when guys are going in and out. And, you know, I think if you overthink it, it becomes hard. But, like – just go, you know what I mean? Like, Blake, go, get in the game. You know what I mean? It's really not that hard. Not I, got a year left of, I got a year left of eligibility, Coach. I'm not going to do anything, but I can be there. <laughs> well, you can have my, my extra year. I can't even bend and touch my toes no more. Hey, me neither. Hey, they, they may, <laughs> there was a guy, Coach, you'll, you'll respect this. There was a guy at Mississippi State named Fletcher Cox when Southeastern yeah. played Mississippi State. Yeah. I knew very quickly I would never make it in the NFL with that man who was <laughs> I mean it just wasn't gonna happen. Uh coach, we have a lot of comments. Uh we asked about Quincy Wiggins. What about Bryce Langston? A lot of people are, are intrigued by his process, his body he looks so much better. What can you tell us about Bryce Langston? Another guy just developing, man. Like I'm gonna use that word when y'all ask about everybody. Like I'm gonna <laughs> we gotta keep developing guys, man, and just keep pushing them on along and Fall camp's going to be huge. Um, the biggest thing with spring ball was let's get to know each other. You guys get to know my drills, get to know know me, know how, we, how we're going to work, go through practice and then out of practice. Now fall camp, we got to go. Coach, last thing, and I, I greatly appreciate you being on with us. I ask, like I said, I kind of recycle these questions. I know they can be, you know, recycled a lot. Um, but, Coach, how you, you talked about the development and everything like that. Do you see players – in today's high school football, a little bit more developed maybe than some because of how camps and everything happens? Do you Are kids more developed now than maybe they were 10 years ago? Yeah, and I always tell, tell kids, whatever I don't like with what you do, I can fix it. And that's why I'm on the phone with you. So, like, what I don't like, I know I can fix that. So keep doing what you're doing. And kids always ask, what can I do better? Listen to your high school coach, be a great teammate, get off the ball and run to the ball carrier. That's all you can do. But stuff I don't like, like I, I know I can fix that. And I think kids are, are more developed because their high school coaches are, are, are a lot more seasoned in what they're, what they're doing. And people are investing more in the football, you know, especially high school. So, yeah, you, you see a difference with some of these kids. Coach, I greatly appreciate you joining us. It's the 4th of July. I don't know which – Coach, well, let me ask you, though, what are you doing for the 4th of July? Well, I, I was barbecuing all day today. Um, sitting in the backyard watching Yellowstone. <laughs> hey, Coach, that's that's something good to watch. Now, how much do you catch on, you know, these shows during the summer? You know, like, is that the time that you get, try to get everything oh, in? Yeah. I'm on Yellowstone right now because I haven't watched it at all. So I'm on season three right now. Um, trying to get on Stranger Things, a couple other things. Like, this one I get to watch my shows and just, like, binge them all. So don't tell me <laughs> what happened. I'm watching Yellowstone. I might order a Dutton shirt. So. <laughs> Leave me alone. Hey, Coach, can we get a cowboy hat on the sideline then? You know, uh, uh, B.J. Ojolari. You know, we need the cowboy hat, right? Easy, man. I, I was in North Dakota State, so I got a little cowboy <laughs> in me. Hey, John Dutton would be proud of you, Coach. That's all I got to say. John Dutton would they be keep proud. Talking, they reference North Dakota in that show a lot. So I'm like, man, I used to live up there, man. I know exactly what they're talking about. So Now, Coach, yeah. forgive my ignorance very, very quickly. Forgive my ignorance. Were you at North Dakota or North Dakota State, you said? I'm sorry. Oh, come on now. North Dakota State, the Bison. Okay. Well, Coach, I, I really enjoy you as a coach, but I, look, they, they're they a powerhouse, man. I, I can't uh, be stopped. That's where, I, that's where I learned how to become a coach there, man. That's where my career started. 
for real. Like that's a great place. I'll never tell any any guy, man. Go if you get a chance to go coach up there, go coach up there. It's cold though. I can't take the fifty five in the summer. I'm just gonna be honest. <laughs> nah, negative fifty five. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, coach. I'll get you out of here. Go enjoy your Fourth of July. Thank you so much for joining us. I'll uh, appreciate you, man. Thanks, Jamar. Y'all have a good day. That is Coach LSU D-line coach Jamar Kane. Fantastic. Round of applause. <laughs> For LSU D-line coach Jamar Kane. Guys, it's been a big day. Um, if you missed it earlier, we were uh, a part of Mr. Deshaun Walmack's commitment. Uh, and today we talked to Jamar Kane, the D-line coach. Um, look, I think that this is a great way to cap off the holiday weekend. Um, I'll I, I, I'll talk, you know, or break it down a little bit more, um, and then we'll get on out of here. But look, man, like we've talked about the last week, a storm is coming. A storm is coming. And either you're going to be waiting for the storm and going to prepare for the storm, or you're not. Guys, the, the haul that LSU football pulled off in the last week, it's nothing but simply than oppressive. And Jamar Kane was a big part of that. Jamar Kane was a massive, massive part in that. When you look at the D-line, guys, you're one D-lineman away. You're a nose tackle away from replenishing your defensive line. And I think that they're going to do that. And when you look on the offensive side of the ball and you look up front, on the other side of the ball, I think the next person that we're going to be talking about is LSU O-line coach Brad Davis. So, nevertheless, what LSU is building here currently, guys, if, it, if you didn't know, now you know, they're rebuilding on both lines of scrimmage. Newsflash, ladies and gentlemen, sources... football games from having elite offense and defensive line play. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. You can, you can talk about great quarterback play, Joe Burrow, sure. But you win both, you win the game up front. And that's what they're planning to do. Okay, Zach, I don't know if I should do this, but let's put up a couple of comments a couple of comments, um, and then we'll take them, and then we'll get out of here maybe about another five five minutes or so. Uh, Doug No says, number 15 on 247, number nine on, on three. Guys, we were in the, four, what, the 40s? You know, we were in the 40s. Zach, correct me if I'm wrong. Put it in the chat. I, I think we were like 47th, and now LSU's, what, 15th or 9, whatever it may be. So, with that being said, I <laughs> – <laughs> 47th is what Zach said. That, bro, we were 47th in recruiting rankings. I do like that Coach Jamar Kane, though. Speaking of North Dakota, our good friend AD and Nurse Court said, um, talking about North Dakota, man, how about that? Just a normal, normal dude, man. Normal dude watching Yellowstone. Shout out to John Dutton. Shout out to John Dutton. Daniel Williams says you can't coach effort and worth ethic. That's a great point. That's a great point. I hope that I get, got to a lot of y'all's questions. Uh, I try to get to them as many as I could. Um, BK Takeover, Brian says it's about time, AD. Yeah? Yeah? Uh, 
Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com, join us. What's up, Mike? Uh, C. King's ass said, ask coach, what new face is standing out at D-line? You know, he talked about all of them. You know, I, I think it's really intriguing about him talking about Quincy Wiggins. You know, Quincy puts his head on <laughs> – he puts his uh, uh, arm on top of my head. <laughs> like, man, get on out of here. And y'all heard Mike Jones last week on our show talk about how Quincy's just a, a freak of nature. It's good to hear about Bryce Langston. Because the, the starters up front, Mason Smith, Jaqueline Roy – Tank Guillory, BJ Ali, man, that's a lethal. That's a lethal upfront game, man. It's a lethal upfront game. You can't take that away from them. You can't take that away from them. Uh, Lamar Williams says AYS is applying pressure. I guess so. Uh, Nurse Court says great interview. Happy Blake got uh, him on the show. Yep, yep. Like Mars Bart. Like Mars Bart. Uh, Dobezy, Tony says, ranked number 51. Where are they really now? And look, I, I, let me check. Zach, is there anything going off on Twitter today? <laughs> I don't, I mean, not Twitter today, but here recently, like, ain't nobody else commit, huh? While we live on the show. Just making sure. Just making sure. All right, a couple more. We'll get on out of here. Uh, Abby says, great job by the LSU coaching staff and all these merchants uh, of fear. So-called LSU experts need to crow up and stop with the fear tactics and clicking for views. Um, look, I'm not going to overreact in recruiting. Um, I I'm just not going to overreact, guys, to recruiting in June or July. I'm just not going to do it. And you pulling the reason I'm not going to overreact in June is because in July you kill it, <laughs> you absolutely kill it. Yes, indeed. Uh, let's see here. Bryce says any news on Hurston Waldrop? Um, guys, I, I really think Hurston Waldrop's going to uh, Florida. I really believe he's going to Florida. Okay. Guys, we'll get on out of here. Y'all have a good night. Y'all have a good rest of the 4th of July. We will see y'all tomorrow. Y'all have a good night. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.